Hi, Marv. Hi, Marv. Hey, you. <laughs> Say hi, yeah, Denver. You. Come here for a minute. I want to talk to you. <laughs> Mama says you're brain dead. Bang your head against the wall. Can't find peace of mind. Brain needs an overhaul. No bang. The views expressed on this broadcast of the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show are those of the co-host and guest and do not necessarily reflect those of our affiliates. It is? Yeah. The topics and opinions on today's show should not be considered Bad. as medical, psychological, or professional advice. Take 12 Radio is not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. And now, here's your host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Monty Man. Achoo. Hack, hack, sneeze, sneeze, sneeze. Achoo! Is the name of the game. Turn around, hit the ground. Time to lay your burden down. Well, welcome to the Tank 12 Recovery Radio Show. Achoo! Um, <laughs> Stop spreading that. Achoo! <laughs> For all those out there who are suffering from bronchitis, sinus infections, head colds, the flu... Um, Sorry about that. And whiny attitudes. And whiny attitudes. Oh, my gosh. When I'm sick, I am just a mess. I am a whiner. Mar- Marv's here. Hi, Marv. Hey, good morning. Marv was uh, not doing too well uh, about a week and a half ago, right? Right. Yeah, not yeah. feeling too too chipper. Um, Denver, how's... He's smiling. He's, that's what I like. Well, that's... Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's smiling. I'm sure you look a lot better than you felt a while back. So he had a, a real good run of some some nasty stuff uh, going on with him. How about you, Denver? You, have you been able to avoid it? Uh, you know what? I'm I'm dodging it as fast as I yeah. can, but uh, I may have a little touch of it. Yeah. I don't know how to deal with it. I'll just deal with it. And uh, I, I had to um, to sit out from doing any any recording or doing anything, and I, I t- actually took about a week and a half off at the Teen Challenge Center. I was I was in the ER twice. And uh, at urgent care twice, and they had to do the breathing treatment a whole wow. bunch of times. And uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was horrible. It was bronchitis, but I guess bronchitis can be pretty, it can get real serious I oh, mean, to the yeah. point where either turn into pneumonia. Pneumonia, yes. Right? <clears throat> I've had that once, and that is no fun at all. Um, talked to a guy that coughed so hard from bronchitis. That he actually cracked a lung. I mean, cracked oh, a rib and it a rib, punctured yeah. a lung. Wow. I mean, that's that's pretty rough stuff. I didn't think the coughing would ever stop, nor the sneezing. <laughs> All right. Tired of looking at you now. Okay. So we're back in the saddle, though. This week, the, um, the topic is recovery in the potty mouth. Huh. Yeah. Weird. 
Yeah. So uh, what's the first thing that comes to your mind, Denver, when you hear potty mouth? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Marv? What's the first thing you think of when you hear potty mouth? Oh. I don't know. <laughs> oh. He said, I don't want to say. Uh, so we're going to be talking about that uh, here in just uh, a few minutes. Um, I'm still not totally together. My brain, you know, when you kind of feel like you're in the fourth dimension. I, I do, and mine's coming. Yeah, unfortunately. So yeah, oh, dear me. Okay. Oh. Stop right there, everybody. All right. Because it's time for the Monty Man's weekly wine. Yes. All you do is wine. That's right. All you do is wine. Absolutely. All you do is wine. Wine. <laughs> Whining is all you do. Uh, yeah, this is the part of the show where we get to whine about stuff that we really have no power over necessarily, and it really isn't uh, doesn't do any good to whine about it. But um, it doesn't behoove us. No, but why not? You know. And so we touched on this last year, but uh, I had a lovely experience in the parking lot uh, already this year. Uh, usually, it happens mid November, more into December. When all the Christmas shopping stuff starts to ro- uh, roll in, um, but I, I don't I don't understand when you're okay. So I got the handicap thing on my my mirror hanging there, right? right. I've turned in these fine folks get into their giant vehicle, and they see me. They're in the handicap spot. It's the only one that's going to be open for a while, obviously, because nobody else is around. But all the spaces are filled, and. I'm thinking they're probably at some point going to back out. But no, he gets on his phone and he's obviously texting. He looks over at me again, right? And he gives me a big grin and I give him a thumbs up, you know, waiting for the spot. He gets out of his truck. He remember kicking the tires when you thought maybe your tire was low. He gets out, kicks all four tires looks at me again, gets back in, and gets back on his phone. I don't get it. If, if somebody is waiting for a parking spot, go, pull out, pull over, and check your tires then. I mean... He got out and checked his tires. He checked his tires. He doesn't like you. <laughs> All right? That's the only thing I can conclude there. What is up there. with that? I, I don't, yeah, that's kind of weird. But what it is, it, it speaks to the I, – I was going to say people are unaware of what's going on around them. But no, they're perfectly aware of what's going on around them. They just don't care. Some, some are, yeah. Yeah. Some aren't. I mean, I, I look uh, yeah, at people – Yeah, I guess some aren't. <laughs> yeah, I look at some people. I think there's and, a whole lot more uh, I don't care going on than we realize. I think yeah. you're right. Thank you. I think you're right. And, and, and then I was on the way home and I saw this kid. He was probably in his – you know, 18, 19 years of age, somewhere in there. And he's on a skateboard and he's texting while he's on a skateboard. He's not looking anywhere. A car almost runs into him. He goes across the street. You know, he uses the crosswalk. That was amazing. He goes across the street, but you know how you have the little the little slopes for the wheelchairs on the corners of the sidewalks, mm-hmm. 
right? Those are perfect for skateboarders. So he's going on the sidewalk. He goes down the little ramp. He goes across the street. Not one time does he look up, and this car slams on its brakes, right, honks. He still doesn't look up. He just keeps going, texting on a skateboard. (laughs) I don't understand. I don't get it. What is going on? Is is it just, uh, I don't know, maybe it's I don't care. I shared with the boss the other day how much I enjoyed growing up as a kid. Yeah. I rode my 10-speed 15 miles up a gravel road. We walked it up. Right. Because you couldn't ride it on a 10-speed. Sure. With a 22 and a rope around my back and just went out for the whole Saturday sure. shooting. Yeah. And you know what? We didn't see people. We didn't talk to people. We just went out and had a good time. And uh, these kids nowadays... They don't have that chance, or they don't. I they probably don't have that chance because of gun control and things. Right. But, uh, it just, well, I grew up in a good generation. Yeah, I did too. Did you, Marv? I mean, yeah. It, yeah. I, I think that the, the era that we all kind of came up in, yes, was amazing. It, it really, was. really was amazing. We had a hill behind our house. Yeah. And we go up on the hill. We go cardboard sliding and do all that. And these beautiful oak trees that some of them had gotten so big they had toppled over but they kept growing so you could climb up on them and walk along their trunk and you get these blue belly lizards and all, we had dirt clawed flies but we'd leave in the morning after breakfast go up Spend on a the hill whole saturday yeah we weren't back home until five o'clock when dinner time was yeah and nobody yeah. was checking on us maybe mom would you know come down to the corner and wave or something like that but rarely even that the whole neighborhood was up there yeah it was a good. Yeah. It was a good time. Yeah, but we didn't have we didn't have all this electronic stuff to have our faces in either. Nope. You know, so um, I don't know, Marv. Want to get a tablet? A what? A tablet. You want to get a tablet? <laughs> That's not pen and paper. An Apple. An That's Apple not tablet. pen and paper. No. No, it's uh, yeah more oh, well. complicated than that. But can we do anything about it? Probably not. Nope. I was nice to the man when he, you know. I, People, you know, it's courtesy, common courtesy, right? Where's common be, courtesy? It used to be, yeah. Where, where yeah. did it go? I, I, I don't know. And then today I had, a, I had an appointment uh, to get my blood drawn for my diabetes. Every three months, get my blood drawn, right? Appointment was 8.50. I got there. There was probably 18 people in line. <laughs> wow. I'm like, What? But there was a sign-up that says, we're shorthanded. Thank you for your patience. There was that. The thing that was interesting, though, is they had three nurses on drawing blood and a receptionist. I have I have never gone in there when there was more than one nurse and a receptionist. Went in, took about three minutes, and left. They overscheduled. I guess. Yeah. They, they overbooked. Yeah. Stop doing that. But it's interesting listening to the old ladies do their weekly whine about having this to wait in line. That was interesting. I thought, okay, I can whine about that too. All right. Well, that's it. And you guys got anything to whine about? Anything you're powerless over that you want to complain about? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No? No. All right. All right. Good enough. I'll take a break. We'll come back. Uh, we got this topic, recovery in the potty mouth. Uh, don't go away, my friends. Cracked walls, sloping floors, sticking doors. Ram Jack can fix that. Some foundation repair companies resort to the fear factor to get you to sign a contract on the spot. 
Unless your house is sliding off the cliff, you ought to yourself to get two estimates. Schedule your free foundation evaluation today with Ramjack West. Ramjack provides the best warranty, the best product, and the best customer service. People who do their homework, choose Ramjack. Call 877-RAMJACK. CCB 146906. Hey, check it out. The best in recovery talk and positive music radio is now available on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, YouTube, and Podomatic. Simply visit any of these platforms and search for Take 12 Recovery Radio. Listen and download hundreds of our shows for fun and for free. Also available at Take12Radio.com. Too much God talk for you? Then you've tuned in to the wrong station. This is Take 12 Recovery Radio. All right, there, we have returned. You've tuned in to Take 12 Recovery Radio, broadcasting from the studios of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting on the outskirts of beautiful downtown Albany, Oregon. Uh, so the topic this week, recovery and the potty mouth. So it, I, I'm going to, I'm going to read this little statement. Um, but before I do that, I want to play this, this other statement that is followed by a question. Check it out. It seems today that all you see is violence in movies and sex on TV. But we're at those good old-fashioned values on which we used to rely. That's my question. Where did you come up with that? <laughs> well, that is a, a little snippet from the theme song to an animated sitcom Family Guy. called Family Guy. Yeah. Probably probably the the uh, one of the least appropriate shows to reflect family values. <laughs> Uh, of course, the opening song is meant to be completely sarcastic because the sitcom is crude, rude, meaningless, and foul. Sarcastic. Um, so the theme song is being sarcastic, you know. Now, if you never watched the show uh, and you played that song, you would be going, oh, wow, finally, something that has got some value and some, you know, is family friendly, but no, no, not at all. Um, I do not recommend that you watch that show if you've never watched that show. It is, uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's 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 worthless and foul. But it's but bit, some people think it is marvelous. It's a bit foul. It's a bit foul. Yeah, um, not quite as horrible as South Park uh, and some of the others that have come up in the past on television. Um, but going back to the question, what happened to those values that that we used to? you know, rely upon. Uh, we have seen a decline, and I suppose this has probably been going on. I mean, my grandfather could probably tell you that it's been going on, right? We've seen a decline in um, common courtesy. Uh, you know, there's more foul stuff coming out of people's mouths today because of lack of common courtesy. People say whatever they want to say. Uh, and, and that's just kind of the way of, you know, um, the human race. But I want to talk about what about this kind of behavior when it's coming out of the mouth of those of us in recovery? Now, I don't want anybody to misunderstand. This is not 
to throw anybody under the bus. This is not to make a uh, a condemnation call upon anybody because everybody comes into recovery in different places in their life. Um, I, for one, did not grow up in a culture where there was a lot of profanity being spoken. It just wasn't going on. I mean, I heard it at school, but it was minimal. But my family, my immediate family, they just didn't use it, except for my grandpa on my dad's side. He was horrible. I mean, every other word was the F word or the N word. And some of his best friends were Native, I mean, were uh, um, African American. He, my grandpa, he owned a speakeasy, <laughs> which was in the basement of a theater in Stockton, California, years and years and years ago. And so there was there was a lot of gambling, there was a lot of drinking, you know that kind of thing. And so he kind of he kind of came up in that that atmosphere. And so whenever he spoke, I mean, everything, whether it was apple pie, what time dinner was going to be, or the new couch that he bought, there was always a word that came before his description of that item. It was part of his vocabulary. You know what I'm saying? He didn't he really didn't mean anything by it. He wasn't angry. He wasn't it was just part of his vocabulary. Uh so some people have that going on. I did not uh until we went to his house, you know. We <laughs> until you hung around a bit. Huh? Well, we in the last probably 5 or 6 years of his life, we we drove from Petaluma to Stockton just about every other week and visited my grandparents. So it was it was foreign to me and it was always kind of well, that doesn't sound very nice, but that's just kind of the way Grandpa was. But but what about folks that are trying to do better? Um, I, I've heard people say, well, what's in a word? It's only a word, you know, when we're talking about profane speech. Uh, what about that? But also, is a potty mouth only limited to certain words? For example, the seven that are not supposed to be used in broadcasting or is having a potty mouth does it extend to other statements like things that are belittling to people you know that's foul right saying things like why can't you be more like your brother what kind of loser are you you know or let's let's put it into the meeting content you know hey newcomer you have nothing to stay, say shut up and sit down that to me is potty mouth. That to me is profane. That's a profane statement. Um, anything that belittles somebody or tears them down instead of encouraging them and lifting them up um, could be considered profane. Um, so here, here's a, here's a statement, uh, and let's just reflect on. And by the way, I'm going to use Jesus here in Matthew twelve thirty four, but I was looking at some. Um, value systems of some of the other faiths, uh, Buddhism, the Quran, Native American. And I'm also finding that there is a lot of encouragement not to use foul language, not to use degrading speech, uh, that we're to be uplifting and, and encouraging. In fact, in Buddhism, there was a statement, and I'm paraphrasing here, that pro uh, profane words contribute to the circle of... of um, what was the word? It meant it meant dissension. I can't remember the word now, but it contributed to that. 
so it's not just limited to Christianity. I mean, you know, m- most spiritual paths are supposed to be enlightening and encouraging and positive. Well, in Matthew twelve thirty four, um, Jesus is in effect saying, "Out of our house, out of our hearts, comes our motivation for everything we think, say, and do." So this scripture verse says, "Out of the abundance of the mouth, uh, the heart, the mouth speaks." So what's in your heart is what comes out of your mouth. So out of our hearts comes our motivation for everything we we think, say, and do. If our motivation is good, what we think, say, and do will be good. Out of the abundance of the heart or the spirit, the mouth speaks. The spirit of a man is dead and is selfish and self-centered. We know that by reading the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Our problem, therefore, we think, is of our own making, that we're selfish and self-centered, we're ego-driven, right? Well, the spirit of a man is dead to to selfishness. Uh, The spirit of God, or our higher power, working through man, is about truth and selflessness. Everything we speak, think, or do will attest to what the abundance of our heart brings forth. How, then, can we say we follow the spiritual path of our higher power when in fact what comes out of our mouth is contrary to the path and therefore displays what is truly in our hearts. So I'm thinking about this and I'm thinking about the new guy coming in and the stuff coming out of his mouth isn't very pleasant. Should that be expected? I kind of think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, probably not just stuff coming out of his mouth, but his other behaviors as well. He's brand new, Right. But what about the person who has gone through the step process with a sponsor, uh, has learned to apply and implement the principles in those steps? He has several years of sobriety. He's active in his fellowship. He's in service work. And yet the stuff coming out of his, his or her mouth is just foul. Somebody help me understand that. I, I don't want to be condemning about that. I really don't. I just want some help in understanding that. So I'm going to put an invitation out there, and we can re- we can refer to these next week a little bit. Uh, if you email me at take12radio at comcast.net, that's T-A-K-E, the number 12, radio at comcast.net, and give me your take on that. Help me understand why somebody who is supposedly spiritually mature in all other areas of their life, why what's coming out of their mouth um, – can be extremely foul. So I'm going to ask you guys, what's your take on it? Who wants to take a shot? I think Dan. No, look at him. Look at him. Point the finger right at me. Okay, Dan. Yeah, your that, pressure's that, on. That, pressure's that, that, on. That's okay. That's okay. I can feel this. Uh, <laughs> how do I feel it? Uh, I've never grown up around foul language either. I find it. I I never found it uh, educated or anything of value. Right. You, you know, I mean, trust me, if I hit my finger with a hammer, there's liable to be a word Oh, yeah, that you're going to have out. a knee-jerk reaction there, and it's going to come there, out verbally. You there bet. is something there. It, it It's a shock factor or whatever it is. But uh, where I'm at now in life is I listen to others in my living where I'm at. And if I'm around something, I start picking that lingo up. 
I worked in a, a fire watch mill for uh, 30 days, and I cussed like crazy by the time I offended that finish that shift and you hadn't before i i no, no yeah. i i really kind of mind my manners and i don't like <laughs> the uh, f word the s word and all that i don't right i don't see a need for it unless there's a need uh, but i was around that where they constantly barraged me with that and i picked that up so uh quickly after 30 days even yeah know? so I, I think for me it, i surround myself now with people that don't do that, and uh, it, it's better. It, it's really my walk, you know. It, so it's kind of an environmental thing. It, it really, it really it, is, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, you can hang around that crowd that's going to use those words all the time to explain every other word they say is that. Sure, and you're going to pick it up. So I, I don't care to be around. I don't care to hear it. It doesn't benefit me any it mm-hmm. doesn't it doesn't it doesn't pay off so would you say regardless of how spiritually fit you are that because we're human if we're around it enough it, we might pick it up we yeah, might pick it we're up conditioned yeah. to yeah. if you hear it sure you're going to pick it up all right i mean that's, that's a good ex- that's a good explanation i try to stay away from it well i i know i know that if i'm around somebody who is constantly telling foul jokes, for instance. I may not appreciate that at first, but if I keep hanging around them, I'm going to start giggling. We, we, I'm going to start laughing. You know we, what I mean? We I tolerate I, it. Yeah. And then, you know, you want, you're going, eh, yeah, okay. <laughs> it, and it's not anything I need to be around. I really don't. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Marv, your turn. Oh, man. Boom. <laughs> you know this this is actually a pretty hard topic. It is a hard topic because there has to be uh, in my thinking there has to be some judgment call here. Yeah. Know, and I'm I, without condemnation though, right? Well, or do we? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> maybe you get a little angry at them. Huh? <laughs> I know for me my own self when I get uh worried Anxious, frustrated, or angry, or hurt. Uh huh. I'm liable to say anything. Sure. And I don't like it when I do that. Mm. I'm conscious of it. Right. But it is kind of like what Denver would say just kind of whoosh, there it is, you know? Yeah. And I too, um, Really have to kind of scratch my head when I'm sitting in a meeting and these people come off with these high and lofty spiritual ideals in between blankety, blankety, <laughs> blankety, blank. Yeah, right? And and I, I, I just kind of, what? You know? Yeah. Um, you know, this might sound a little bit uh, silly, but years ago, when I when I was in my twenties, for some reason or another, I heard this preacher talk about on the radio about, and it might have been Bill Gothard, uh-huh. Basic Youth Conflicts, right, right. Uh, talk about people listen to the radio, listen to the music, and all that stuff because they don't want to think. Hmm. They block that out, and so. 
to this day, I very rarely listen to the radio. Okay? Now, that's an intentional uh, thing that I do mm -hmm. because... Um, Mainly because I ponder. I constantly. You have think a. Per, how do you say it? You I have a propensity to ponder. Yeah. Pee pee. Yeah. And. <laughs> <laughs> That's wrong. <laughs> Was that profane? <laughs> anyway, um, I don't know if that has anything to do with my outlook on on cussing and profanity yeah. or or not, but. Um, there's some things about human beings that don't change. And first of all, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Right. We all have something. The the heart is deceitful and wicked above all things. You know, our motivations, our reasons for doing things and stuff are basically an illusion or a lie mm -hmm. based on what we're trying to cover up or conceal or uh, I don't know. It's a deep subject. I can, it is. Yeah. I just, it, I don't know what else to say. It's, right it's challenging. <laughs> it's challenging even to talk about, you know. Well, when you said before the show started what the topic was going to be, I, I was thinking, geez, where are we going to go with this? Yeah. You know, how, how do you, because we're not supposed to judge. But at the same time, I hear that stuff in the meetings and I cringe. Mm -hmm. I just kind of, you know, what in the world is, yeah. are people thinking about? Yeah. I, I, it, it doesn't, uh, I, I don't enjoy hearing it. It's not pleasurable to me, to my, it, it's, no. it's offensive to my sensibilities. Let's put it that way. Um, and it doesn't matter who says it, the sound of it, not, not the person. Let me very, be very clear here. I want to separate the person from the actual sound of the words. It's the sound of the words that just rub me wrong. And, um, at there, there would have been a, a time in my life when I could have very easily built a resentment over that. I don't do that anymore. Um, it just is what it is, but I also don't enjoy it. I don't like it. Um, I try to separate that, the sound that's coming out of the person's mouth from the person. And yet, as in Matthew twelve thirty four, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So I think as far as learning to be tolerant and patient and loving to all, uh, part of my job, just as a member of the recovery community, when it comes to recovery gatherings when this happens is to look past what's coming out of the mouth and consider the person's heart and if the person's heart is that to where the stuff coming out of their mouth is foul then instead of being overly critical of the individual maybe i ought to throw them on my prayer list you know what i mean maybe they need some encouraging maybe maybe there's something going on in their life that is breaking their heart uh, because if it is true, and I believe it is, that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, um, that is kind of a red flag. When somebody starts spewing stuff like that, I, I think, wow, 
um, I, I feel for them because something else is going on, you know, uh, particularly when it's somebody that hasn't been doing that and all of a sudden it starts happening is usually a sign that something something deeper is going on. Um, the, the thing that really confuses me is when people of faith do it, that have been members of the faith community for years, and when they're not in a 12-step meeting, they're not using this kind of language. But man, when they're in that meeting, they are just shooting it like a Gatling gun. <clears throat> and I'm like, don't we shoot ourselves in the foot enough in the faith community? Why do we have to do this? And I don't know if that comes back to what you were saying, Denver, about, okay, so the guy walks in the meeting. Now he's around a bunch of people that are using foul language, so he just picks it up. Or if he's just been holding this stuff back all week long, and that really is who he is, and he needs to spew forth profanity, I don't know. But I got to tell you, I I don't enjoy it, and I don't appreciate it. Um, but so, I, but trying to separate the person from what is coming out of their mouth can be hard. Is that what you say, Marv? Well, yes, probably not much, but uh, people do that too because they're trying to uh, emphasize something. A point, yeah. They're trying to emphasize something or they're trying to be humorous, mm-hmm. you know, please the whole crowd and and just think they're really funny. Right. So, you know, there are other reasons why people do that. But Maybe they're not angry. Maybe they're not hurting. Maybe yeah, they're just they're, doing like what you're saying. They're just trying to be significant. Yeah. You know what's interesting is um, most of the time where I attend, what I will hear is uh, people will look around to see if there's any young people in the room. I mean – Really young people, right? Is there any kids in here? And it, and once they see that there isn't, they feel like that gives them license to use profanity. <laughs> yeah. and, and I'm kind of like, well, wait a minute. What makes you think I want to hear it? And, and, and by the admission that I shouldn't say this around children. You know it's wrong. That tells me you know it's yeah. inappropriate. You're making a confession right there, whether you know it or not, that this is inappropriate. <laughs> right in front of everybody. Right. right. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Uh, I I just – Denver, chime in here. You, you know, I'm going to go back to something. I'm living in a, a group home situation. I have a young man living in my room right now. Yeah. And I would love to just correct him immediately about you need to do this and this and this and this. I have uh, I get up every day and I make my bed and I put my clothes away and mm-hmm. start my day like that. Well, he didn't come in with that upbringing, apparently. So his bed has been a mess. Well, here in the last week or so, he has saw me do that every day. I yeah, don't, I don't care how I feel. That's what I do. I get up and make my bed and start the day and and have a routine there. And he has recently been getting better about that. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, slow and easy, I guess, maybe. Sure. With the profanity sure. or whatever, you know. Whatever don't, it is. Don't force Bulldozer. it down. <laughs> yeah, don't force it down their throat about you can't do that. Yeah. If you live 
and you know you live that way people see it and they see that it's good it, it, you're happy you get up every day and it, they start to pick that up so yeah. i suppose that's that's learning me too sure you know i used to really want to would you say bulldoze bulldoze them yeah. yeah yeah i really used yeah. to like to be that way and you need to get this right um it doesn't work that way yeah it, it, it doesn't, doesn't work, work that no way. no it doesn't work anytime you do that so, yeah yeah um it's a good lesson for me sometimes it, and i've heard people you know adults people that are that are 40 50 60 years of age who have in every area of their life i can see they've applied and implemented the principles in the 12 steps in, in recovery and and uh, they're going to church or they're going to synagogue or their or their place of worship and they're involved spiritually um with some spiritual uh, uh principles and so forth and this stuff will come out almost to the point where it's like they're saying this is my right to do this mm-hmm. i know i know a radio talk show host that is a recovery radio host and he does it with with uh, no scruples whatsoever and and this this stuff just comes out of his mouth and it's like why i mean but it's almost like you know gosh darn it i'm gonna do it because i can do it and if you don't like if you're offended by what's coming out of my mouth that's your problem not mine and, and i don't think that's being sensitive you know, as somebody who's a mature person, that's not being sensitive to other people's sensibilities at all. You look like you're going to say something. That's a rebellious spirit. Yeah, a rebellious spirit. It rebellious really heart. is. I don't know how to explain it any better. Yeah. So what about euphemisms? Now let's switch gears for a minute. So you guys know what a euphemism is? Gonna, I can't. I can't okay. spell it. I, I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I, can't re, I can't remember it. All right. So a, a euphemism is, is if I say a word that sounds close to the word that I mean in my heart, but I don't want that coming out of my mouth, so I say the the replacement word instead. But everybody knows it's only a euphemism as long as everybody knows that that word is replacing the other word. So I'm communicating it with you, but I'm sanding off the rough edges a little bit. Well, that's deep. Okay. So um, instead of saying one word, I say another, but everybody knows what I mean. Can you give us an example? I don't want to. All right. That to me is the same thing. Now I work with it with a young gentleman who is on staff, and he he disagrees with me on staff at the at the recovery center I work at. He disagrees with me. He says, "Well, according to Monty, if you say that, you might as well be cussing." And I go, "That's right," because what you're saying, you what what do you really mean when you're saying that? You know, John Smith. What do you really mean? That's not his name, but uh, well, I oh, okay, isn't that the same thing? I think it is. I would agree. Yeah. I would. I substitute sometimes words that are harsh, right, with what you said there—that euthanism or euphemism, whatever, yeah. yeah, whatever it is—and it, it clearly means I was going to say something harsher than that. Yeah, but yeah. so there's people listening to this right now going, "Who are you to judge? 
called you out, didn't I, listeners? There's some of you right now that are going, who are you to judge? This is not that big of a deal. Email. Yeah, just send me an email. I'm not passing condemnation on anybody. I'm just expressing that for some of us, we don't want to hear it. We we just don't, and it's not appreciated. And, you know, is it necessary for you to use those words? Uh, is it necessary for you to put down other people with the statements you make, like shut up and sit down, you have nothing to say? What's wrong with you? Loser, stuff like that. I was in a meeting a couple of weeks ago, and the guy, he's talking about his ex-girlfriend who's sitting in the same room. He's talking to her, to this other guy, calling her a moron. And she's right there. This is before the meeting starts. And I'm like, that's profane. It doesn't have to be one of the seven words for it to be profane. You know, um, gollies, I, I just... And I know I've done it. You know, sometimes in my weekly wine, especially the salabar sloths. The people that <laughs> the people that take forever in the a salabar. You know, the salabar sloths. Uh, yeah. Could that be considered derogatory? I, I probably. By some. Yeah. Especially if you were one. Yeah. If you're one of those people that like to be artistic <clears throat> at the salabar and create this masterpiece while everybody waits in line for you, you might take offense at being called a salabar sloth. <laughs> um, so, so hey, I should probably check myself at the door, too. You know, I, we probably all could do that. Um, I just think we're better than that. I really do. I, we're, I, we're working at getting better, yeah, I hope. That, I, I that's hope the so. key. Yeah. Working at getting better. Right, right. Yeah, but there's some people that use that for an excuse, too. Oh, this is progress, not perfection? Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it should be work. <laughs> so I'm not there yet. You blankety-blank-blank-blank. Blank. <laughs> I don't yeah. know, guys. I, I just... Um... You know, on what part Darn of this... It. What just... part of this thing, Monty... Um, what I was thinking about is, if if we're Christians, yeah. So then Christ said it's expedient that I go and I'll send the Helper, right? So what part of this is the Holy Spirit's job of convict, to to convict to, somebody to convict sure people that I know I have been convicted from time to time, uh, a different situations i've gotten into where my mouth overloaded my butt you know? <laughs> yeah yeah seriously yeah and um and uh, and uh, to me when the holy spirit convicts then there is uh what happens for me is there's a uh a true motivation to quit doing mm -hmm. that versus somebody pointing their bony finger in your face yeah. saying stop yeah. saying that yeah, yeah. You, you know sure. you can't legislate morality you just can't no you can't and if that's a moral issue which it very well could be sure <laughs> well and your question you know what that, part that of this was light what part of this is is the holy spirit's job i think i think all of it is I really do. Now, does he use people? 
Uh, absolutely. Will he speak through others to confront you about certain things? Sure. Sure he will. Um, but by the same token, <clears throat> we're powerless over other people's choices, right? Right. And so I can recommend, I can suggest, I can share my concern, but I can't change them. And I can't, you know, put my foot on their throat and yank at their necktie and tell them to change because that isn't going to work at all. Uh, but then again, especially people of faith, particularly within Christendom, we are called biblically to hold each other accountable. We are called to, when a, when a brother offends, you go to them and you speak to them about the issue. You know, and if you find that uh, strongly offensive to you, um, it is much better that you go to your brother or your sister and you have a chat than going behind their back and starting gossip. And can you believe, you know, their foul mouth? What, what, who do they think they are? And blah, 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 blah. You're supposed to go to them and talk to them. So there, there is a cause for actually going to somebody, you know, um, we as Christians have a responsibility um, to be an example of Christ no matter where we are, and that includes the 12-step meetings. We may not be able to talk about him specifically in certain circles, but our life should reflect it, right? Right. And I don't know. I think for those of us who've had a problem with a potty mouth and we've been walking with God for a while— Maybe that's something we ought to take a look at. Um, Bruce used to say, uh, for the listeners that don't know, he was a co-host here on the show for years. He used to say that when he came into the rooms of recovery, uh, after a while, once he was able to learn about the big book and the steps and traditions and all, when he would share, he had a, he had a very effective message. But people, a person, I guess, and other people too, but one specific person came to him and said, you know, you got a great message, but it gets lost in amongst the profanity. And he realized, wow, I didn't realize that. So I stopped doing that because what it did was it, it, it just kind of muddied the waters from everything he was saying that was really good, you know, and as believers in God, people that are trying to follow a spiritual path, should we not become aware of that? You know, what do you think? Work, work in progress. Work in progress. So, work in progress. And so that was a progressive thing for him, yes. right? Spiritual progress, not spiritual perfection. But it was pointed out to him. If it had not been pointed out to him, he would not have known it. Right. So sometimes we do need to say something. Somebody needs to say something. Right. But I think it needs to be in the spirit of love, gentleness. Sometimes we need to be firm about certain things, but never harsh. Uh, but I think our first approach should always be in love and gentleness, and uh, it's it's everything's in the approach. It's in the approach. Some people you automatically know are not approachable, and you probably ought not approach them. <laughs> um, so then it becomes a thing. Okay, God, help me with my sensitivity. You know, help me to be gentle in spirit towards myself when I hear the potty mouth, and not be filled with condemnation towards the person who's speaking that forth. Um, again, realizing maybe there's something else going on inside. Anyway, that's pretty much all I have to say about the topic. You guys want to 
add anything? I think we've did well. Well, I think the reason that that when you brought it up at the beginning of the show that I found that it was so difficult was because I am I'm one too. I'm one too, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It it's 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 pretty hard to uh, for me anyway to knowing that I have those same kind of problems from time to time to to be able to talk about to chat it about it yeah in a fair manner sure so. sure <clears throat> I think I think you're right and I, I mean like I said you know profanity can can be more than just those seven words I mean and, and I've been guilty of it you know um, not in fun like the weekly wine but really seriously upset about something and talking to my wife about somebody in, in a derogatory manner you know and and it's that's not right you know it's it's not right to do that so of course you know what the way we act at home sometimes shows who we really are even though we may not act that way in front of everybody else and so I are one too in mm-hmm. in, in that arena amen. um amen so you know what comes out of my mouth is not always loving pleasant and kind I like to think that it is the majority of time, but then there's always that other piece. So check yourself before you wreck yourself, right? Da-da-da. Boom. Next week, we're going to be talking about medically-assisted treatment. What do you think about that? If you've got uh, thoughts about that, also email us before next week at take12radio at comcast.net. Our closing song is by Jeff Bates. It's a brand-new song for him. It is called... If I get drunk tonight, here's Jeff. If I get drunk tonight, will your memory leave and never come back? Like you left me Will I stop hurting Or does the whiskey just lie I don't know tomorrow If I get drunk tonight I threw away my wedding band Hunted it down And put it back on my hand I burned your pictures Everyone I could find Wish I could be Let it burn in my mind So if I get drunk tonight Will I find relief Will I close my eyes And finally get sleep Will I stop hurting 
Or does the whiskey just lie? I'll know tomorrow If I get drunk tonight These walls slam down the phone every time you ain't called. Finally gave up on hearing from you. Leave it to God. Thank He gave. Get drunk tonight. And that is the country recovery sounds of Mr. Jeff Bates. For more of his music and to visit his website, visit jeffbates.com. Hey, listen. I've got a question for you. What's coming out of your mouth? Really? I mean, I know we're all a work in progress, but what is the abundance of your heart? What is in your spirit? Sometimes what comes out of our mouth can be a clear indication of what's going on deeper inside. Something to think about. Until our next broadcast, this is the Monty Man, along with the Take 12 Recovery Radio family, And we are wishing God's perfect serenity for you. Bye-bye now. This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting. She's a super cat, super cat, she's super kitty, meow. Yeah, kitty, 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 meow. <laughs> <laughs>